Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Cruise is cruising toward its billion-dollar revenue goal. Tesla continues to tower over the rest of the luxury market, and Toyota teams up with Exxon to create low-carbon fuels. Plus, a new electrified era also means new cybersecurity challenges. We'll hear from Upstream Securities' Shira Sarid Hauser about their urgent need to combat digital threats. The vast majority of American OEMs, not to mention global ones, are making dramatic steps in this direction, so they're all listening very carefully. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors' robotaxi unit, Cruise, says it has moved out of R&D and beyond the early stages of commercialization. Now, it's gearing up for the next phase, rapid growth. This year, Cruise aims to expand its commercial operations. It's currently limited to portions of San Francisco, Phoenix, and Austin, Texas, but the company is preparing for volume production of the Origin, an autonomous vehicle with no steering wheel or pedals, out of GM's Factory Zero in Detroit, Cruise CEO Kyle Vogt said the company is on track for, if not actually ahead of, its goal to reach $1 billion in revenue by 2025. Almost all of our energy as a company is going into scaling, figuring out how to set up new markets, crank up the volume of vehicles, get ready for the origin, make sure all of our support systems handle that kind of volume. And so our metrics and reporting have you know, started to resemble that of a business operating at scale. Vote tells us at Automotive News that Cruise plans to expand into more cities and increase the scope of its operations, but he declined to specify possible future locations. Tesla has parlayed price cuts into a formidable lead over its luxury competitors in the first quarter. The EV maker's first quarter sales volume surged 55% from last year, and it sold more than double the volume of number two BMW. The segment's historic favorites are fighting back against the new frontrunner with their own fleets of electric vehicles. Mercedes-Benz's EV sales have more than quadrupled in the first three months. The brand's four EQ-branded models accounted for almost 10% of sales in the first quarter, including vans. Just as the supply chain is smoothing out and the cadence of production improves, Automotive suppliers are now seeing red where balance sheets had long been stable. The soaring cost of money and tightening credit conditions are hurting liquidity, and in some cases they're tipping financially distressed companies into insolvency. Analysts say small and mid-sized suppliers that are heavily leveraged with a large amount of variable interest debt are the most vulnerable. While automakers took in record profits over the past couple of years, their suppliers absorbed most of the impact of supply chain snarls by cutting costs, trying to renegotiate contracts, and often taking on more debt, a decision that has proved to be costly. And Toyota is partnering with ExxonMobil to test out low-carbon fuels in gasoline engines. Those fuels could offer a way for drivers to reduce emissions without upgrading to an electric vehicle. Exxon says the blends are made from cleaner feedstocks and could one day cut greenhouse gas emissions from internal combustion engines by as much as 75% compared with regular gasoline. They are mostly a mix of existing feedstocks like renewable biomass and ethanol produced using cleaner processes. The fuels proved compatible with Toyota vehicles, raising the prospect of a drop-in solution 
that could compete with battery-powered cars in the future. The energy giant says the fuels are, quote, very much at the test phase and would require government policy support before becoming commercially available. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, you and I have talked over the last year about the cruise robo-taxis and the origin, and I'll admit, I was one of the skeptics. But this expansion and growth, this is really happening. It sure looks like it. You know, there's a lot of skepticism. You you were not alone. I was not alone in being uh, skeptical of this technology, especially when Argo AI shut down. But Cruise has just plugged along. Uh, they've really gotten their San Francisco operation into better shape. They've launched in two more cities, and now they're looking at other places in California if the state will let them. They're really ramping up. You know, they've gone more than a million miles without any fatalities or serious injuries, a handful of mistakes along the way, uh, and a lot more to learn. But it really looks like they're growing. And if it happens, it really could change the way a lot of people get around, especially in the cities of America. Uh, there's some challenges with snow. It's <laughs> still, a, still a technical hurdle for them. They don't really drive on the highways. There's a lot to be accomplished. But there's a lot of potential value here. And over the next decade, it looks like we could see a, a big change and a big growth in this company. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Coming up, Upstream Security is operating what amounts to an air traffic control center for vehicle cybersecurity out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. We'll hear from Upstream's Shira Sarid Hauser next on Daily Drive. Hi, I'm Pete Bigelow, host of Shift podcast about mobility from Automotive News. Each week, I bring you a conversation with leaders who are on the cutting edge of transportation, like this one with consultant and strategist Salika Josiah Talbot. The technologists are forcing themselves in a space that they shouldn't be. And I think the social scientists and politicians are falling down on the job. To hear more about the new technology and policy reshaping the way people and goods move around, join me on Shift. New episodes each Sunday on autonews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. The industry is ready to make a massive switch to electrified vehicles, but is it ready for all of the cyber threats that come with it? Upstream Security is an automotive cybersecurity and data management platform for connected vehicles. The Israel-based company is opening a new vehicle security operations center in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Automotive News Innovation and Tech reporter Molly Boygon recently spoke with Upstream's Marketing Vice President, Shira Sarid Hauser. They spoke on Shift, a podcast about mobility. Molly caught up with her in Tel Aviv. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about some of the, the broad cybersecurity threats that are facing automakers and drivers right now. I think there's a lot of things that people really wouldn't consider. Can you just talk about some of the broad categories of threats that, that people might be thinking about related to electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles? What are, what are some of the sort of categories of threats that people should be considering? Sure, Molly. So we've seen uh, a very wide range of cybersecurity attacks during 2022, uh, which is the, the center of our annual report that we issue every year for the last five years. But if we want to touch on the most interesting attack factors that we've witnessed, I would say that the number of attacks related to car theft is still high. We're at about 18%, but it's gradually going down and making space for new attacks and new attack vectors that are entering the market. Things related to uh, connectivity and mobile applications. We've seen attacks related to infotainment 
and we've seen attacks related to cloud and telematic services. So there's a whole wide range of attacks. But one of the most interesting ones is the 4% of attacks during 2022 that are actually related to EV charging infrastructure. And that's the first in 2022. I think it's sort of interesting because it's a very unsexy topic, but, you know, car car theft is is still an issue. And, and, you know, in fact, thieves have gotten more creative and, you know, we've even seen TikTok trends and things like that related to car theft. Can you talk about um, about some of the newer ways that people are stealing cars? You know, it's not like it used to be with, you know, not that I'm very familiar with the techniques of carjacking, but things have just gotten a little bit more complex. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So just to give you a sense of the numbers, what we've seen in last year is that 97% of attacks are performed remotely. So that has no physical connection to the actual vehicle. And that could be through a host of different technologies from Bluetooth, for example, and all sorts of interesting stuff. But out of those 27%, 70% were long range. So they were performed in a, in a significant distance from the vehicle. So as we progress with technologies, there's no longer a need for a physical presence. Obviously, if you want to steal a car, someone still needs to be on the ground. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the smarter person, right? You can put a very smart young hacker anywhere in the world. They can manipulate the vehicle, enable the local person on the ground to gain access to the vehicle and take it from there. But it's important to say that the impact of these car thefts is not dramatic, right? It's, it's annoying. It's, it's really a, an issue more for consumers. But on the OEM level, they're more concerned about other new attack vectors that are going deeper into the vehicle controls and have a far deeper safety concern and cybersecurity concerns um, that don't only impact one discrete vehicle, but have the potential to impact entire fleets. And that's something we saw in a very kind of clear way during 2022. Yes. And, you know, in reading the Upstream blog, I was surprised to stumble upon an article about the possibility of people using EV charging networks to disrupt the electrical grid. Um, It seems like there's just so many possibilities that consumers likely, and in some cases, maybe even automakers are not considering. How should automakers be thinking about, you know, as they're adding new features to their vehicles, the possible safety and security threats? And also, is that kind of innate to the development process or is that is that sort of a paradigm shift that needs to happen? So you're right. There is a paradigm shift. But fortunately, automakers have already gone through a big chunk of this process. They're aware and they're proactively acting and trying to protect. But we're in good shape. Now, in terms of the sense of urgency, there's a regulation called UNECE WP29R155. It was long. Uh, But most folks in the industry know it by now. It's not relevant to the United States. However, any automaker, even if it's U.S.-based, that's selling vehicles outside of of the U.S., so say Europe or Asia or Australia, has to comply with this regulation. Now, it's already talking very specifically about putting management systems for cybersecurity in place. And that's true for any vehicle that's new on the road. And by mid of next year, it will apply to all vehicles on the road. What we have seen is that NHTSA is making a very interesting progress towards the kind of flavor of R155. And their new guidelines that were released just in October of 2022 
start to sound very much like that. We're talking about putting cybersecurity management systems in place. And we can say that the vast majority of American OEMs, not to mention global ones, are making dramatic steps in this direction. So they're all listening very carefully. Why do you think that Europe is uh, a step ahead of the U.S. in terms of the regulation? Is that is that a cultural thing? Have there been greater uh, have have there been you know closer calls in Europe related to cybersecurity? Why is that? No, I don't think that there is a, a concentration of attacks specifically targeting Europe that has drawn uh, attention. I think it's a cultural difference. Um, it's interesting to see that around EV charging that you've just mentioned, actually the United Kingdom was the first country in the world to put a very specific regulation in place requiring a cybersecurity threshold for protections to be installed in EV chargers. So you can see probably a cultural difference. But in general, what we can see is that governments around the world are being, for maybe one of the first times, pretty proactive about pieces of regulations, right? Most often they will wait to see the impact before they put on restrictions or requirements. But in this case, particularly as we progress towards electric vehicles and governments around the world want to promote sustainability and environmental considerations, EVs are a, a very fundamental way of ensuring that we are more sustainable and better, cleaner environment, so they have to protect, right? And as more uh, investments are being made by governments around the world, and you can see that almost everywhere, you see that malicious actors are getting attention towards interesting form of cybersecurity attack, right? We have seen one of the first signs in Europe where a charging station network was ransomed and completely disabled for a few hours. That was related to the situation between uh, Russia and the Ukraine, so driven by geopolitical considerations. But gradually, we're seeing more research around this topic that manipulations through the charging network will not only impact the vehicles that are using the chargers and the consumers, but also public infrastructure and the local grid. So that's definitely something to keep a close eye on during 2023. I know that Upstream has um, opened a new vehicle security operations in Ann Arbor. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? You know, the, the sort of center of a lot of this automotive innovation is happening both in Michigan and, and out west in Silicon Valley. Um, what, what, what is that center sort of aiming to do? And, and you know, what, what was the sort of thought process behind that location? Sure. So a few years ago, because we're headquartered in Israel, we opened our first vehicle security operations center which is somewhat like the IT SOC, but is more centric around vehicles and monitoring their behaviors and cybersecurity risks. And it was very organic for us to open our first uh, vehicle security operation in Israel. You can think about the vehicle security operation as an air traffic control, right? We monitor at the moment close to 20 million vehicles worldwide. And we need a very talented and trained team of analysts they don't only understand cybersecurity risk, uh, but they also understand how vehicles operate. What is the contextual impact of cybersecurity anomalies on the behavior of vehicles on the road, right? Safety is a top concern. Now, as we were considering how to be closer to our customers, closer to um, the EVs and autonomous vehicles that are being uh, developed, it was pretty clear that we have to open our second vehicle security operation center in the United States. It's easier for us to serve Europe uh, from Israel because of the time differences. 
But the United States is a totally different story. Um, and we were thinking about different options. The Silicon Valley is obviously easier for uh, an Israeli company, but it was clear for us from the get-go that Michigan will be the right place. We were looking at different locations and we fell in love with Ann Arbor uh, right away. I think the proximity to customers is clear, uh, but it's also pr the proximity to talent and to innovation and to this vibe of introducing new technologies was fundamental in the choice of location. So we were very proud to announce our new uh, Ann Arbor Vehicle Security Operations Center back in uh, September. And we opened our doors a few months ago and have seen that tremendous feedback. Shira Sarid Hauserer is Vice President of Marketing for Upstream Security. She spoke with our own Molly Boygon. You can hear their full conversation on Shift, a podcast about mobility, wherever you get your podcasts. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Lindsey Van Hulley and Irvash Kakaria, and also Kurt Nagel of Crane's Detroit Business for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on cybersecurity, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Ted Ings about what's next for his Fixed Ops Roundtable events that cover the latest news, trends, and tools in the service and parts industry. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.